Blog Talk Radio. Morning, everyone. This is Billy Jones, author of Everyday Folks Books and the creator of Everyday Folks Radio, hosted here on Blog Talk Radio. I hope you are doing well this Sunday, September 24, 2017. If at any time you'd like to speak to me or any of my esteemed guests, you may call me at any time at 347-539-5372. Again, that call in line is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy, you'd prefer to inbox me or message me. You may do so in any of my feeds via social media, or you may email me at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that email address is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. I'd like to first begin by extending a few uh, words of support and condolences to all of the victims of the hurricane season whether you are here in America as a, re- a survivor myself, I truly know what it means to go through that, that experience. And I'm very fortunate to be here with you live on air today to talk about it. However, there are others as well who have not been as fortunate in the Caribbean, whether you be in the Turks and Caicos or Puerto Rico or Dominican Repu- Republic or Dom- Dominica or the Lesser Antilles, wherever you may be, Haiti, if wherever you are, we send our love here at Everyday Folks to you, and we are doing our part to make sure that the, your needs are met, and we're, we're teaming up with local agencies here in America to help support your efforts. So for all listeners across the globe, I will be posting on my webpage at billypauljones.com all of the areas and, and means in which you can, communi- you can communicate and support any of the efforts that are taking place in order to these amazing people, as well as to the victims of the earthquakes that are going on in Mexico, too. I have to tell you, 2017 has been a very memorable year in many regards. So we have much to be thankful for. And I'm very grateful for the session that we're going to have today, because it's a conversation with a great man who I love like my own brother, and as well as someone who sees the glass as half full versus half empty when it comes to life. So definitely, I appreciate your listening. Few other announcements that I would like to plug. This show is sponsored in part by Black Tongue Clothing. Uh, if you haven't done so already and visited my webpage, there's a section on my webpage, a menu item that shows who I'm supporting. It's a great place for you to go on and find out more about some of the local vendors, in a, if not national vendors, that I'm supporting in their particular efforts. So please support Black Tongue Clothing. My dear friend Kip rocks that and created that line. I wear her, her the clothing every week. So hats off to you, Kip, and all the amazing work you're doing at BTC. And as well as my dear friend, Vismaya Rubin, who created the first ever online gratification conference. It's a webinar conference. And more information will be posted online, too. If you may not know or may recall, back in May 2016, I had Vismaya here on air, and we had a great conversation about gratitude, just being thankful. How momentous is it to have that conversation right now? And so today, folks, I present to you someone who's dear to me. And I want to read the bio that I wrote about him, because for those of you who are meeting him for the first time, I'd like for you to get a sense of who he is and what he's going to bring for these next 90 minutes. 
So this week, I interview my dear friend, military veteran Rob Franz. So it's been a year since we've had him on the show. And this show is going to be a little different. Yes, we'll get a few updates in terms of what's going on in his life, but even more so, what many of you may recall from the, from the initial interview over a year ago is that he has a great sense of humor, and so he's going to make us laugh, he's going to make us think, and of course, those of you who are listening, you will have the opportunity to engage with him directly via call-in or through the inbox. So again, I'll give that number now, 347-539-5372. One more time, 347-539-537. And you may email me at everydayfolkslisten.com, at, at gmail.com, or you may find me at Billy Jones or Dr. Billy Jones on Facebook or Instagram where you're also able to message me in. So I'll do my best to try to get to them, but I don't want to hold up anymore. So this session here, it's more than just an update. It's kind of like a roast. And I'm going to do my best not to make sure my friend is not roasted too much because I do want him to be able to go to work tomorrow and be available for his family. But I can't help but say thank you, Brother Rob. Thank you for being on the show. And I am so glad to say, my dear brother, that you are the first reunion show of Everyday Folk. So welcome back, Rob. I appreciate it, Billy. Thank you. And uh, I wish you wouldn't have said the roast thing because, like I said, I have a couple of buddies that are lined up um, that promised to call <laughs> multiple times. Um, to do that, so let's see. Let's see if I make it. <laughs> well, we'll see if we make it. And to out there, maybe I'll give you an everyday folks um, incentive of some sort if you call, but continue to roast as well. <laughs> so, Rob, I appreciate that. <laughs> so I have to share this with you. You are officially today the 101 show of Everyday Folks, and a month, about two weeks ago, I hosted the 100th episode. We have over, since, when, since we first started, my, my friend, we had at that time about 1,800, 1,500 listeners. We now have doubled the number of listeners since the time you and I have conversed on air. And so I say thank you. And it's because of you, people don't know this, but it's because of your show, you are in the top five shows we've ever had on everyday, in everyday folks' history. And I wonder what that is or why that is. So I'd like to say thank you. Thank you for helping us and doing what we do and being a part of our family. Yeah, man. You know, I, I fully support you, man. I stand behind everything you do. And, uh, and like I said, just, you know, thanks for having me. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll make it number one. Hey, we but, shall. And I, and I got a question for you, the one that's most obvious. Where have you been? And what have you been up to? Man, just uh, life stuff, I guess. Uh, no, just, uh, well, just moved back to uh, to Tennessee. I'm stationed here now. I was living in Savannah for a couple of years, and uh, that's pretty much it, man. Just starting <clears throat> starting this new job. A lot of stuff is uh, isn't really familiar to me here, so just you know, I'm trying to get past the whole learning curve and everything like that. But that's pretty much it, man. Just working, getting my getting uh, settled in, and that's pretty much it. Getting all my stuff situated here, folks. If you haven't noticed on any of our promos, you know, Rob is a good looking brother, but standing next to him is an even more remarkable good looking brother. His amazing son and one of his greatest crea- his greatest creation, I call it. And so, how has exactly. fatherhood been for you? How has been? I, mean, I remember it was it's still you know a, a thought, and then of course conceived in the womb. And now we're what twelve years out. Yes, twelve years. Wow. So, how has fatherhood been treating you? Uh, it's great, man. That's, that's you know that's the best thing. That's my little man right there, and uh. It's just crazy to see him grow. You know, it's, 
from, from seeing him, you know, as a baby and the stuff that we used to do when he was younger to now, the stuff we talk about is pretty much absurd. Um, but yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't be proud of him. And, you know, he's on the honor roll every year and, and, uh, you know, that's, that's the driving force behind everything I do really. And Rob, he's about to be a teenager. So that now graduates you into a new class of fatherhood. Are you ready for that? Uh, no, I'm not. I, mean, I quickly realized that. Like I said, we've been talking about some pretty absurd stuff. And, uh, yeah, he turned 12 in February, but he's going on 22. So um, <laughs> you can only imagine the conversations that we have. So, no, I, I wasn't ready when, when we started talking about certain things. And I'm definitely not prepared for what's coming down the road. So I'm just, I'm just pretty much going to wing it. Does he ever ask you about your experience when he was his age? No, he he doesn't. He's uh no, he doesn't. He's he's more of a jokester. Like you know, he'll, he'll get a he went to my grandma's house and got a couple of pictures of me when I was younger, and then sent them to me via text. And he was like, "Man, you're such a dork." I was like, "Thanks." So he really doesn't. <laughs> he really, yeah, he really doesn't ask too much about things like that. <laughs> well, he, he roasts me on a too. Yeah, it's funny. You, you, I would say with a father like you, you're an excellent role model for him. And I know that he looks up to you and, and sees you. What are some of the things that he shares about what your line of work and what you do? Because he understands the nature of what you do, right? He does. But yeah, what are I some mean, of the things? Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, he understands, you know, that I, that I have to go away sometimes for work. And, and you know, he knows he knows the basic stuff. I really – you know, I don't talk to him too much, you know, in depth, too much detail about everything that I do and, and all that stuff. I mean, there's, there's really no need for that, but um, he understands the gist of it. And, and like I said, we talk about anything and, and, uh, and that's a good thing, you know, over the years, the relationship that, that uh, he and I have built that, you know, he knows I'm an open book and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for him and, and he can talk to me about anything. So um, yeah, whatever he wants to know, um, he knows I'll, I'll tell him so. I want to share for some of the listeners, Rob, something that, that's coming in. Some of the listeners who are listening now, and I'm getting a couple of these seeds now, they have questions for you now. So that folks are aware of the format for today. Today is a 90-minute segment. So for the first 40 minutes, of which we've already passed by, today, we're going to have a conversation one-on-one with Rob. And then for the remainder of the show, the second half of the show, 45 to 50 minutes, will be your questions. And so, folks, I appreciate your continuous questions. They're pouring in rapidly, Rob. So we're going to do our best to try to answer as many as we can. But this first conversation is definitely about getting to know what Rob is doing. And, Rob, the question I have for you is something that is it, it ties to your work. We're not going to discuss your work in all due respect because of what you do. But there is something that I'd like to ask as it relates to it, and that is the role of mentorship. So as, a, as, an, as a, an NCO, and also a high-ranking one. You are constantly working in or engaged with individuals, some are new, some who may be of a lesser or equal rank or even higher rank. Do you get the opportunity to mentor some of these, these men and women in your line of work? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, my buddy that I rent my house from now, he was, he was one of my soldiers when I was stationed here before. And, uh, and, you know, I've, I've got to see him progress, you know, through the ranks and, and you know, and a, and a couple other personal friends. You know, I try to give them, as, you know, the best advice I could just based off of my experiences. And, you know, whenever it's time for them to go to the promotion board, they know they can always count on me um, to help them study or whatever. So it's pretty much just, you know, trying to help them avoid the mistakes that I've made, not necessarily in my career, but just, you know, things I could have done better in, in the aspects of my career to maybe, you know, uh, 
continue my progression at a faster rate or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have uh, a couple buddies because, you know, when I was coming up through the ranks, I had, you know, mm-hmm. a, a few key individuals that, that did that to me and that meant a lot. And we're still, we're still friends and we still talk on a daily basis and, you know, and just with these guys, you know, they know they can always call me and, and we talk on, on the regular too. So um, it's just, you know, building a brotherhood and, and just, you know, as a leader, you always want to make sure that, you know, your subordinates or the guys that are coming under you, you know, you, you got to try to make them better than, than you were. So um, they know they can always count on me with that. And it sounds, it's apparent that your engagement, your mentoring of them has had an impact on your life as well, you know, and shaping who you are and even how you think. And, and I think that's really remarkable because a lot of folks have this misconception. My, my experience, as you know, in military is only ROTC deep. But what you do, yeah, this is your life. It doesn't count. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. But it also opened my mind, you know, to this day, like I understand the ranks. I understand the process of, at least from the surface view of what the world entails and the level of expectation. And the key word is excellence. And I think a lot of folks don't realize that, that to be a good leader, you have to believe in excellence, not only in others, but also in yourself. So I salute you with that and, and all the work you're doing there. So, Rob, I want to I go back in time, okay? And I don't want you to get upset with me. I'm sure you did because I saw your comment on my social media, my social, social media feed. I posted a picture of you with our dear late friend Marcus, circa 2002. Recall that picture? Ooh, that, was a, that was a good year. That was a good year. Was a, yeah. <laughs> can you believe yeah. that was 15 years ago? Yeah, can you believe I'm still talking about 2002? I'm like Al Bundy <laughs> talking about that touchdown he scored in high school. It's, uh, yeah. And we're not old, so we can honestly say we're still in our prime when we're able to enjoy this. But it's been 15 years. And a lot can happen hell in one year. And here you are looking back 15 years later, here we are in this very moment. You know, would you ever have perceived that even looking back, would you, would you ever that Rob would be where he is today? Not at all. Hmm. Not at all. And I'm not necessarily talking as a parent. I'm referring to career, your career choices, your geographic location. I mean, all the things exactly. that have, you know, impacted your life. No, yeah, definitely not at all. I would never, and funny that you mentioned ROTC because I ended up, I think it was like 10th grade, I ended up pick, picking a weight training as an elective and I ended up getting stuck in ROTC and uh, I'd have to wear the uniform on every Thursday and I was like, I'm not wearing this and I failed and I was in summer school because of it. And, and so I would never see myself in the uh, in the military or anything like that. And, and, you know, even, I mean, it's changed everything. Like, you know, from being in Georgia and Tennessee and Texas, you know, coming from Miami, that's a that's a big culture shock. So, you know, of course, we've been friends and we talk and you follow me on social media as well. But, you know, I got big into fishing and I had people calling me like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're touching fish because I'm like, I'm not, a, you know, I, I don't I don't do well in the woods. I'm paranoid of snakes. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it's just, you know, it's, it's a lot different from what what I uh, what I expected. But I mean, I mean, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And and. It- so in, in all those choices, I should say all those locations that you live, besides Miami, of course, which would you say has been your most favorite location? Uh, I don't know. Here, here's not too bad. Miami, I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah, Miami uh, raises my anxiety too much. I don't, I don't think I'd, I'd move back to Miami, but um, uh, Savannah, Savannah, just because it was, you know, just because of the location. I mean, Savannah's a, a very, 
uh, nice city, and you know, there's a lot of things to do. And and it was a close drive for me to go visit my family, so it was it was convenient and and nice. And you know, you're pretty much centralized to do whatever you want, north, south. So, um, yeah. But but Tennessee's not bad either. And what part you're in? What part of Tennessee are you in again? I'm in Clarksville. Ah, got it, got it. And so, folks, so that you are aware, Rob, because of his line of work, it requires him periodically to have to relocate, which is actually a, a value because I always feel that traveling, through traveling, we learn. And it's, it's always great. It's nice to, to set your roots somewhere, but it's also nice to reestablish yourself and get a sense of culture and climate elsewhere so that way it, could ter- it furthers you in, in so many other ways. And, and it's each, to each individual is a different thing. So I wanted folks to be aware, Rob, that, even when we last spoke a year ago, you're not in the same geographic location that you are now. What you said. Yeah, key. no, I, I mean, I could, have, I could have stayed there, but like I said, um, I ended up getting promoted and, uh, or selected to be promoted. And, and, uh, my buddy had called me from over here and he was like, Hey man, we have these jobs opening open for you. And, and, uh, and I was like, all right, man, well, I, I like that. And, and I came over here. So it wasn't, it wasn't a hard decision, just just work wise, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could have stayed in Savannah, and like I said, I mean, it, it was uh, it's definitely a nice place to be. It's just you know hot, but besides that, it's fairly nice. So, Rob, you're a role model, as I've said before, but I'm sure you have others who inspire you. So, who are some of the individuals who influence you um, to be who you are and to su- succeed? Who do you look up to in, in, at, at this stage of your life? And, um, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's the same, kind of the same answer. Like I told you last, it's always been my mom, you know, um, we may not agree on a couple of things or, or, you know, I may, I might've tailored my life a bit different from, from what she's done with hers, but I mean, I've always looked up to her and, uh, you know, sort of hard work, you know, work ethic, all that stuff, you know, my mom's always encompassed that. So, um, her, but like, just, and like I said, and then senior guys, when I was coming up, you know, my, my good friend, uh, uh, Miguel Gonzalez, he helped me like when nobody else would, like he was the guy that was there helping me study, you know, you obviously, you know, you were a mentor and, and still, you know, every time we talk, I learn something from you and, uh, and, and, you know, the, the list goes on and on. I bet, um, it's just, just different, but definitely, I mean, ultimately it's, it's been my mom that, you know, as a, as a kid, but, but I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have, uh, some pretty good friends around, um, to, to lead me down the right path. You know, Rob, and I said earlier, if we go back to the year 2002, okay, 15 years back, or now 15-plus years back, if we were to go back and if you could do something different that would therefore have an impact in your life, today, what would you do differently? Focus on my education. Why so? Um, no, because, I, like, now I realize how important it is. You know, when you're, you know, at least for me, you know, uh, during those last couple of years of high school, my thing was always, you know, the parties and hanging out. And I really, you know, school took the back burner to everything. And, uh, and then, you know, my buddies are like, Hey dork, like, why aren't you going to come out? You're boring as shit. They studied and, and all of them were the majority of them have become very successful um, after that. And even, you know, there was a point in the army where I was going to, uh, I was going to get out and I quickly realized how, you know, not having a degree, how that can hold you back. Um, and it's very limiting. So now that is, that's what I'm working on now. I'm actually going to start working on my degree because I realized the importance of that. But, um, yeah, besides focusing on my education and, and, uh, yeah, that, that'd be pretty much it. Everything else is, you know, it's been a learning lesson and I wouldn't change that. And folks, I had to share this, Rob, something from the past. So Rob, I remember Rob in high school and a lot of folks did, 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 may not know this, but Rob has this talent for cutting hair. 
And if any of you see me today, I have no hair and no comment, Rob. But, <laughs> but I always say grass doesn't grow on a busy street. And there was a time, though, I was sitting in this man's chair at, at was it Ace of Faves? What was the name of the place? Yeah, yeah Ace of Faves. Ace of Faves. And even in the company, for those who, just so you're aware, it doesn't, it's not around anymore. There's a new company in its place. Great stuff, great people, and I primarily went there because Rob was there. And he's stuff. I remember people wait hours, if not book appointments, just for Rob. And there'd be six or seven other chairs in the place. And people say, "Oh, Rob's not here." Okay, well I'll come back. I remember hearing this distinctly, and so I know I always made an appointment. So I never really waited, but I did recall some of your peers waiting. Do you still cut hair now? Do you do this still in your in your present time, like with friends or? Are some of your coworkers? Well, see, that's the thing. So, like, normally when I have my son, then I'll cut his hair, and I try to avoid it for a while. But, like, when I just moved up here, like, guys didn't even say hi to me. I'm like, hey, man, what's up, man? Good to see you again. They're like, hey, you brought the Clippers? So now, <laughs> now, um, yeah, so so now uh, one of my rooms has turned into uh, to the impromptu barber shop. So, yeah, it's, it's starting up again. <laughs> I think that's great. Listen, I always – I tell my students – there, if you if you don't have at least two hustles going on, you're lazy. So we all got at least two. So congratulations. And for you, you actually have three because you have your your current work in the military. Now you're doing your haircutting on the side for your friends, of course. But also you're a father too, which is another full time job. So congratulations for having three. <laughs> Thank you. So I want to ask you a serious question. Then want to get to something fun because I'd love picking your brain on some interesting issues. So there's a lot going on. I don't know if you noticed, Rob, but there was a, a mass shooting at a church in, in Tennessee. Uh, CNN just put out a notice just today. That there was a mass shooting somewhere at some church in Tennessee. And so we got that going on. I don't want your opinion on that because it's very new, but I wanted to, to drop that in. So folks who are listening around the globe realize this show is actually real time and we have real issues everywhere. So no state. But then we also have here at home the issue of immigration. And as you could imagine, the political climate in America is quite unique, and it's always, it's always unique. It's never quiet. But I just wanted to get your take on the topic. Uh, you know, you and I are both citizens. We reap the benefits of being citizens naturally. But we also know quite a few people who don't have that liberty, don't have that luxury. So I wanted to get your sense on immigration and, and your take on it. And do you agree with some of the political movement going on today? Or can you even give an opinion more so? Because I know that with your work, you may not be able to. No, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, I really don't get into the whole political thing. That's that's just not – I've never been into it. And I mean, like I said, I focus on what I need to do. But as far as, like, the immigration, um, you know, I mean, like I said, I I, I encourage, like, hey, if, if uh, you know, if you're, if you're willing to work and, you know, I mean, everybody has a different situation. You know, I can't, right. you know – my right. case for my, you know, I wouldn't even be here. My grandma didn't come from Cuba and, you know, locate my mm-hmm. mom here. And I wouldn't be talking to you having these conversations. So I don't knock anybody for trying to, you know, better their life situation with their family or whatever. Just be positive um, in the community, you know, work hard and make and make something out of it. If you just you just want to come and, and reap the benefits of, of, of what this country has to offer and just be a piece of shit, then I don't think there's room for you. But there are productive individuals in, in all races and. And like I said, I, I can't speak for somebody else's situation. I mean, you know, people right. all across the world are going through hardships. And if this is, you know, they call it the American dream for something. So if, this, if that's what they aspire to, to come over here, work hard and do it, then by all means. I agree. I agree. 
And I, I, I love your response. It's, it's one that's honest. And that is, I hear this from my students all the time. They say, I need a job. And so I said, well, what are you looking for? And if that's the job they want, they don't have the skill set or the experience to do. But then I'll offer jobs such as, hey, well, there are folks who actually are picking food and, and doing things of that nature who are day laborers. There is work available. But when I say that, they turn and, it over. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, and that's just me. I, I don't feel sorry for anybody. Like, hey, you know, people have come from absolutely nothing and made and done great things with their lives, you right. know, and, and so nobody owes you shit. That's my stance on it. Nobody owes you anything. And uh, my son's 12 and he has a job, you know, he works. So if, if you're 20 something, you're 30 something and, oh, this, I don't like this or I can't do this. And, you know, that's bullshit. So yeah, I, I don't I feel sorry for those people. I, I'm, I'm totally with you. You know, you wait a minute. You said Gabe has a job. Yeah, Gabe. Gabe's been working. Uh, I think almost a year now. He works at the barbershop on on uh, on the weekends, uh, doing food runs, cleaning up, and you know he, he makes his little money. So he, he's got some money saved up, and you know he's, he's been he's been hustling since a young age. Man. Gabe, Gabe's uh, Gabe's needy, so he gets it. Listen, good job to you and your and, and Vanessa. I mean, my goodness, this is great. This is great news because hey, if you want to live, you want to eat, you want stuff, you got to work. There yeah, is no you should see these with like, hey, buddy, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> this is crazy. I love it. Love it. And, and Rob, as long as you are, I'm sure there are moments where you are in your in your own private space that you have your moments of introspection and things that you deal with in your own life. So the loaded question is this: You know, do you have insecurities? I don't need you to discuss them, but do, how do you deal with them? Yeah, absolutely. And if, if my if those buddies that are gonna you know bash me call in, they'll tell you it's, I got chicken legs, man. It's my calves. Um, you know, I, I get I get I get a lot of shit talked about my legs, so I, I I cope with it by not wearing shorts as much as possible. I buy a lot of jeans. Um, really, I've never yeah, thought of that. Well, you know, yeah. for the next reunion show, I'll make sure to take a picture of those, so that way we can put it on as a TBT. <laughs> yeah, and I'm on toothpicks, but uh. But besides that, besides that, man, I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin, and and uh, yeah, but I, I mean that that is that is the the big one there. So of all the places, <clears throat> of all the places you visited, because I know you've been to several international territories too, what has been your most place to visit? Not live, but visit. Most, I'm sorry. Would you say the most fun? Memorable. Memorable. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. It's it. I want to say maybe a toss up between uh maybe Brazil and Trinidad. Uh huh. Yeah. Hmm. It, it's uh just to see just to see how I mean you know in Trinidad it was just like you know just to see how everybody's so relaxed and you get down there and you're really the only person in a rush to do things and it really it makes you step back and be like damn like hey it's cool man it'll be good yeah. um you know so so just to see that really really puts things in perspective and then Brazil I mean. Yeah, Brazil's just aesthetically pleasing, um, but yeah, those those and those two are pretty memorable. <laughs> I like how you gloss that over, aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my father's family's from Trinidad, and even, you know, even for carnival, and, and I've visited a few times as well. When I would go down there, it, it is a different. Even Brazil, it's a different way of life because when you're used to America, is go 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 go. Time is money. Time is money. Time is money. Go, 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 go. 
and I'm sure when you got there, even though you still were under an American visage or view, but you still had to culturate, it was very different. And I'm sure you're like, wow, what are we doing wrong over here? <laughs> we stressed yeah, it too yeah, much. It was, it was a big shock. <laughs> I adapted quickly. I was like, oh, there's no, there's no rush to do anything. I'm game in, game in. Like yep. It. Yep. So, Rob, as we all know, age waits, waits for no one. Time, her mother you know, makes us move forward. And, and so therefore I got an advice for you about aging. So what is your advice on aging? Cause I, I'm certain you see your life differently today than you did a year, a year ago, heck 15 years ago, et cetera, et cetera. So what's your advice on aging for others? And just, uh, I don't know. I, I know just try not to think of the future too much and enjoy the moment you're living in really. And, uh, and should take take vitamins. My knees hurt all the time. That might that might be army induced, but but um, no, seriously, just just enjoy the moment because a lot of times I, I feel and it's happened to me. You just get lost with like planning for things. Like, hey, how can I do yeah. this at this time? And how can I achieve this? And and really, your whole life is passing you by as you you're looking forward, and and that shit might not even come, and you're missing what's in the present. So uh, I just enjoy every day and try to make the best out of that. And and not every day is going to be good, but I mean, there's always something. I think that that uh, you know you can you can take a positive note from at least to get you by until the next day. Very good point. Colleague of mine who I knew um, at the college, my previous institution, she saved all this money. She put away all this money in her retirement. She had a retirement party. Two days later, she dropped dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's why money you can't take money with you, and I got it. You know, you have to be you know responsible financially to right. a certain extent, but. I mean, if, what's what's the point of having having all this money and you can't you don't enjoy it while you have it? And then, like you said, you know, unfortunately for your friend, situations like that just happen. You know, it and, happened. Uh, and then yeah, where does that where does that go? That just gets distributed for other people to enjoy your work. You know, exactly. And, and I appreciate your saying that. And, and and I'm hoping my colleague Marlene Perkins is listening, who just now hit her 40th year in her career, and she told me something that I, I have to admit was very good. And she said, listen, my, my children are all grown and they have established careers. So if I die, they get my house and they get my money. So what's the point in me working like a Hebrew slave here and not being able to enjoy work and what I do? And so I agree with you. It's great to have a plan, but it's even better to have life better or at least more pro- productively. Yeah, definitely. So what tips do you offer to single dads out there? There's a lot of single dads out there and, you know, who, who either are trying to make it or trying to, you know, not only, when I say make it, make it in any capacity, but most importantly, to be a good example for their kids. What's your advice? Honestly, you just got to, you got to be honest with your kid, man. You, you got to stay involved. You know, uh, unfortunately, because of my career, you know, I haven't been able to be physically there with my son for the majority of his life, but, um, you know, we FaceTime pretty much every day I'm always actively engaged in what he's doing, you know, schoolwork, like, Hey, how, you know, and I ask him questions, man. And now it's just gone from, you know, you, you get to that point where you're like, you're not drill sergeant in private anymore. Now it's just, you know, like we're friends, you know, I mean, of course you respect me, but like, just talk to me. And, and, uh, and fortunately that's, that's worked out. Like I said, I mean, he does great in school and he knows, you know, he can talk to me about anything and he has, you know, over the, the past couple of months, he, you know, we've had a couple of conversations that I'm like, well, thank you. I mean, I set the foundation for this for you to be able to feel comfortable enough to talk to me about that. And and uh, and that is very gratifying to know that, you know, even from, you know, a couple of states down the road, he's, he still always leans on me and, and looks up to me like I'm a superhero. And, you know, I couldn't really ask for anything more than that. 
It's awesome. It's awesome. And I, I think at the end of the day, too, you, you, the key word you said was honesty. Uh, and I don't want to burst his bubble, but does he believe in Santa Claus and Easter bunnies and no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Gabe, Gabe, Gabe doesn't believe in anything, man. He's, that's why I have to be honest with him. He's he's too uh, he's too smart for that. And and uh, like I said, he's going on twenty two. So um, yeah, I never I, you know I I never try to tell him I'm something I'm not or or try to build this up. Like he knows you know he knows my flaws and and we just talk about things. So I never, I never try to make myself perfect in his eyes or what he should be. Or no, man, let's just talk and we'll figure it out. Funny when you said something earlier about the superhero factor. I told my mom one day, this was about two or three years ago. When I was growing up, I thought my mom was super, superwoman, could do anything. She was strong. She was pretty. She did all these great things. But then, you get older, and you start realizing, you know, like, wow, you're no than I am, and the voice. Adults like yeesh, you're just like me. <laughs> so, yeah. And I told you, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I appreciate the honesty earlier, because that means it, I wasn't let down with disappointment later. Yeah. Yeah, which is very key. Good job with that. So Rob, I want to play a little game with you. This game is 21 questions, folks, and no, you can't play at least not until. <laughs> but this game is for Rob. Rob, I want to ask you a series of questions. These questions are fun questions. You can give one-word answers. You could be brief if you wish. You could be long-winded. But it helps us, especially listeners, because I know part of these answers, at least maybe three or four to 20. But it helps everyone who's out there get a sense of power. And, folks, I must admit, yeah. I, I'm also, I, I'm also a, 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 a love connector. So if any of you are looking for a significant other, who likes long walks on the beach and has a deep voice and can sing like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're looking for, a, <laughs> you're looking, for <laughs> looking for a good guy, Rob is also single. However, I want to play this little game with you to see how well you do. Are you ready? Let's do it. So here comes. So you, I got this idea from, by the way, I saw Ariana Grande go through this. And if she could do it with 73 or 72 questions, we could do it with 21. How about that? So here goes. Yeah, yeah, I can. So what's your favorite color? Well, the Army says I'm colorblind, so gray, I guess. I don't know. Really? What? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no. Nah. Blue? I don't know. I really, I, I really don't. Yeah, blue? Why not? I can't say okay. pink on the radio. I, I th- I'll text you the real answer. <laughs> Got it. So here's the next one. What is the one thing you, that will turn you off about a woman? Physically or just in general? Whatever you prefer. Lack of sense of humor. That's, Got it. That's, that's huge. For, yeah, that's huge for me. Your favorite food? Uh, beer. <laughs> you said beer or deer? No, beer. <laughs> you like that one. Okay, number four. If you're not at work, where will someone find you? Uh, at home. <laughs> All right. What what makes you happy? Uh, seeing my son happy. All right. What kind of car do you drive? An Audi. Okay. What's your favorite vacation destination? Mm. That I've been to or that I that I like to go to, whichever you prefer. 
I don't know. Puerto Rico was pretty cool. Okay. The brand of your cell phone. Uh, iPhone. Apple. iPhone. Yeah. Okay. What is the one thing that one of your friends do that ticks you off? Um, um, not my friends, my son. He does this thing like he has a itchy throat, so he just makes this ridiculous noise and puts his fingers in his ears. I, I, it's a Puerto Rican thing. I don't know, but it drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. If you had a choice of going out to eat, or cooking at home, which would you do? Oh, you I'm know I cook. I'm, I'm like Cuban Bobby Flay, baby. You know I cook. What can you cook, Rob? Tell them. I know you can cook, but tell them. I don't know. How, how Would you say we have 90 minutes? I don't think that's going to be enough, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes yeah, it a question. I do Number all, 11. Yeah, I do all right. Number 11 is, what's your favorite dish to cook? Um... Probably it's a Cuban dish. It's called ropa vieja, so it's like shredded flank steak, rice, beans, and mm-hmm. and uh, plantains. And folks, that's translated old clothes. <laughs> so Rob yeah. cook yeah. old clothes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you didn't, you didn't loosely translate it. It depends what circles <laughs> you hang out with. You didn't have to. You didn't have to kill the mood. <laughs> Got it. What's your favorite dessert? I'm not really a dessert guy. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Favorite holiday? Mm, Father's Day. Because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the only time I get shit. <laughs> I was going to say 4th of July. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. Hold on. You guys have six more. Six more here. Question. Miami or Savannah? Which one has the hottest women? Miami. <laughs> For sure. Nobody, nobody, nobody can deny that. <laughs> All right. On your first date, what is the one thing that you would do to help make sure that the person who you're interested in, at least it likes you? I'm sorry. Can you, what was that? I'm, I'm sorry. Sure. First date. First date. What would you do to make your 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 date be interested in you? I don't know, man. Like I like thinking outside the box. Like I, I'm not that. Uh, you know, I, I hate the. Hey, let's let's go to the movies. Like, why am I going to take you to the movies? Um, we're not going to talk. I'm not going to get to know you. So I don't know. Random shit. So let's go skydiving. Let's go whitewater rafting. Just something something mm-hmm. different, man. I, I always I always try to do different things. Speaking of movies, what's your favorite movie? Snatch. What's that? It's it's awesome. I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen it about a hundred times, and it's just uh, yeah. I don't know. I like it. If you were not in the military and could work in any other field, what other field would you be working in? Uh, she's probably an athlete because they get paid. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do, man. They do. Just don't go into NFL because Trump throwing things at them right now. <laughs> Number yeah, I mean, I'm not telling you to play any sports. I mean, just like I don't even, I don't even want to play. Just put me on the bench and just let me collect a salary. <laughs> get a get a salary and a pension, right? A salary and a pension. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite cologne? Uh, Creed. Really? Oh Creed. yeah, that's that good. 
Yeah. Silver Mountain Water. Go look that up, Jonesy. You'll thank me later. Well, I'll look it up. It better smell good. If not, I'm gonna blast you all over Facebook and Instagram. It's like it's like if you if you could smell a unicorn, that is the equivalent. It is that good. <laughs> all right, I got that one. I got that one. Your favorite sport to watch? Yeah, boxing. Okay. What do you hope happens before you die? Sorry, you cut off real quick. What would you say? What would you hope to accomplish before you die? Uh, retire and, and, and see my son graduate from college. Oh, wow. That's great. That's great. If you could make a certain amount of money, a set amount of money, what would be that a set amount of money that would make you That would make me what? I don't know. I think you know, maybe like like two hundred a year. That one one can live comfortable off of that. I don't want to be too greedy. Okay, it's fair. It's fair. And you're on question twenty one, Rob. Your last question. Your favorite type of music. Salsa. Can you dance salsa? Oh yeah, man. You should see me when I put put on the little butterfly collar shirt and my shiny shoes. I'm like happy feet. You're not making this up, are you? No, I'm serious. You better ask about me. Wait, I'm pretty sure. Wait, wait till those callers start calling. I'm, I'm like, well, I, I, folks, in fact, callers, I hope one of you will ask the following. Callers and listeners, please send us in a video of this. If you could get Rob to send a video of this and we could post it. <laughs> Rob, uh, don't do that because there's a couple out there. There's a couple out there. <laughs> oh, well, listeners. I will give you, I, I'm going to make a deal with you. So for those of you who have the video who's out here, if you could send me a copy of Raw, yeah, I don't care how long the clip. It could be from five seconds to a minute. If you could send me a clip of this video, Rob, I promise I will not post it on, on any social media. I just need to see it for my own gratification. I will send the sender, I will send you a personal advanced copy of my book, Everyday Folks Volume signed an autograph into your doorstep by June 2018 by its, by its release date, which actually releases in May but if, um, for the pre-release, but June will be the release for the world. I will send that to you. So do send me that information. And inbox me at everyday, at, at everyday folks listen at gmail.com, and I promise we can exchange information. I'll get, I, I keep, I'm a man of my word. Now, Rob, the, the exception would be if you could provide this video then naturally I will give you, you're already going to get an advanced copy, but I'll give you a, a two advanced copies. So that way you can get one to someone, you know, <laughs> send, me, send me, send me like the audio version though. You know, I'm not a big fan of reading. So send me, if you can narrate it for me, either you or Morgan Freeman, then I'll listen to it. Oh, why don't you do it? In fact, we should probably hire you folks. I mean, one of the ladies, <laughs> there's a question already, Rob, you might as well just answer it right now. The question is, and this is from Maxine. The Rob has a sexy voice. When are you going to do radio or do on-air scripting for voiceover work? You want to answer that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I get a chance, like I said, even even when me and you talk, we we talk about the uh, like the voiceover thing in, in movies. I'm like, hey, just you know, hopefully I get noticed on this show and just put me like in the next Nemo. I just want to be like a a little chubby fish chilling under the sea drinking Bud Light. Like you know, I just have a couple lines. <laughs> And folks, if you, you heard it here, so if you do have any connections in that regard for voice work, 
I definitely am working to make sure my brother gets that opportunity. But let us know. Let us know and help him out. So, Rob, I've two minutes left, and I have a couple questions I like to ask before I turn it over to the universe. So, right. three words. Three words to describe your mother. She cray-cray. <laughs> and that was three. And three to describe yep. your son. Just like me. <laughs> love it, love it. All right. So, here, I already asked this other question, but there's one more. Of all the negative things you've heard in your life, okay, negative things to you, toward you, or about you, okay, What's the one thing you wish you never heard? Man, to be honest, like I've never, I've never really heard anything negative like directed towards me. You know, I've been, like I said, I've been fortunate enough to surround myself with a a great circle of friends, man. It's it's really, Mm -hmm. it's all been positive. You know, I think all the negative things stem from myself, you know, just uh, things I, I think about, you know, failures and most of the negativity comes from me, not from, not from people around me. Got it. Got it. Got it. And my last question before I turn it over, and it's actually a fun one. Why do you have such a witty sense of humor? I mean, it's crazy. You're actually being pretty, you're pretty composed right now. And, but when you get loose, the one thing I always say, don't piss him off. He will come for you, and you come with a vengeance. So I wanted to know, where do you get this sense of humor from? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I think, you know, as a kid, I was... I was just like the little fat class clown, I guess, maybe. But uh, now nah, a lot of it comes from pain, to be honest with you, man. It's, you know, I found, like, it doesn't matter how shitty you're feeling. You know, a good joke can always make you feel better. And that old cliche, like, laughter's the best medicine, I, 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 I you know, I hold it true, man. And, uh, and like I said, yeah, like, you know, a couple of buddies, like I said, mentioned before, that'll probably call in. Like, we can go back and forth because I, I do dish it out a lot, but I do I do receive it a lot and uh and it's always welcome. So, um, damn, I just I just think it, it makes the time go by faster. It makes it it makes it just interesting and fun, man. That's all you can do. Just smile, yeah, makes, smile when you when you know a yeah. bad situation. Hey, if, if something can make you smile about it, let's do it. I got one more. I gotta squeeze this one in. Which is what is the one thing someone said to you that made you realize that you were special? That made me realize I was special. Yes. Um, shit. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Uh, I don't know. People. I mean, my mom always tells me I'm special, but I mean, no, I think all moms say that, so you can't really believe them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's really? a good one. I have to get back. That'll be that'll be for the uh, for the third show. I got it. I'll, I'll hold you. I'll hold you to that. And, folks, I want to say, you know, Rob, we, we survived our first 45 minutes. It's actually been 40, actually 48 minutes. So we are really well on our way. Now, folks, for those of you who are listening now, now is your chance to talk to Rob. Rob, we got lots of, question, <clears throat> lots of questions here. Yeah, so these, these next out. 45 minutes, I crumble as a person. Oh, boy. And I'll tell you, it's, it's going to be interesting. But for those of you who are listening, and if you'd like to call in and not be shy, my Call-in number is 347-539-5372. I'll say that slowly so that we can make sure that the roast is tender, okay? We want to make sure that this is a good roast because we all want to eat off of Rob. And that number again is 347-539-5372. And for those of you who are not shy, um, in my inbox, I say thank you a lot. 
still send me your questions. I'll try my best to filter them in on this side so that Rob is able to get to them. But I assure you I may not be able to get to them all, so I'll probably be following up via email with you, and I'll link with Rob for those responses if needed. So here goes, Rob. We got some questions, and let's make this happen. This first question is from Sula from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. She says, Rob, what are your hopes and dreams? A guy like you can surely have whatever he wants. Hey, well, thank you for that. Uh, those are very kind words. Um, like I said, man, um, just it's pretty much just my son, man. Like, I do this for him. So my hope and my dream is for him to be, you know, ten times more successful than I've been and, and, and ten times more productive in society than I've been and, and just to watch him, you know, just flourish, man. And that's, you know, I understand I have to have some patience to see that, see that come through, but that, that's, that's the dream right there. Great response. Great response. The next question comes from Derek from Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening up in Orlando, Derek. He asks the following. Rob, oh, your favorite question. <laughs> What's your opinion on, the Amer- on America's political atmosphere? Do you, have, have you, have, do you ever talk about the politics of your son? No, my son's, my son's uh, 12, and I'm pretty sure the last thing on his mind is politics. Um, yeah. But I, like I said, I, I don't get uh, I don't get into the politics world too much, man. I, you know, I, I I go to work every day. I wake up like everybody else, and you know, I fully support my commander in chief. So I really don't get into details when it comes to that stuff. Hmm. Good question. Good response. The next one's from Sonia from Miami, Florida. Thanks for listening right here in our hometown. And there are several individuals who are calling too. So I'm going to get to the line online very shortly, Rob. The lines are lighting up. Sonia asked the following, Rob. How does your son see you? What is his impression of you? I mean, he seems pretty impressed, unless he's unless he's lying. I mean, like I said, I'm you know from what I can get from him, uh, he really he really does look forward to me. And like I said, he's he's in a bit of a cool phase now, and that's understandable. But when we do meet up in person, it's like that that goes away, and uh, and and like it surprises me how much you know affection he shows towards me and. And everything like that, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. But I think I think he sees me and uh, he holds me in high regard. I shall say. You you said something to me years ago, which is you try in everything in your power to be the man, but be the father that you yourself never received from your own, you know, in your own life. And I and I see mm-hmm. that played out because I remember you said even probably to this day you let Gabe kiss you, you hug him, you don't care if he climbs all over you. Of course, he's bigger now, but yeah, things were very tender. Kiss me because he loved me. Now, like I kiss him to embarrass him because now he like he wants to high five me and he's like, Dad, don't embarrass me. There's girls. So now I kiss him just to just to make him feel bad in front of his friends. <laughs> hey, there's a couple questions here on the air. We're gonna see if we can get a couple of them in. Hello, caller. You're live on the air on Everyday Folks Radio. Who are we speaking with? You are speaking with Afsock Rob. And I am uh, Handsome Rob's father, and he hasn't mentioned his dad yet, but that's who he gets his looks from and his drive. <laughs> Rob, your response? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a handsome fellow. He's a, he's a handsome guy. I, I, I think, yeah, that, I mean, shit, we would just like, yeah, I definitely got the, uh, I definitely got the looks, I definitely got the looks and the voice from, from, uh, from that guy there. 
<laughs> yes, you did, and I love you, son, and I'm so proud of you. I appreciate it. And one All time, right, one time for Father Rob here. What's your name, sir? My name is Robert Franz, F-R-A-N-Z, and my son no. is Robert also, but he's he's handsome, Rob. I'm AFSOC, Rob, therefore <laughs> Special Operations Command. Oh, well, oh, that's awesome. Well, I say thank you for listening, sir. Thank you for Amen. making and creating a great man. And I, you're, I love your son like he's my, he, literally my own brother, a brother from another mother. So I say thank you so much, okay? <laughs> that's what I heard. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend a as well. One. Have a good day, man. So, Rob, we got more calls on the air. I'm going to see if I can switch on a couple more. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Who are we speaking with? Hello, Billy. This here is Patrick. Hi, Patrick. How are right. you today? There goes one of them. Hey, we, hey, Bubba, we made it live, man. Go listen to the radio right now. <laughs> hey, hey, there Rob, he how you doing, man? Not, not too bad, man. <laughs> how are you? Hey, I'm good, man. I, I have one of them questions there for you. I, lately, I've been feeling a little, a little fine to them, to them boys, man, and uh. I know you were one of them there homosexuals, and uh, I was just wondering if one was about to go, you know, to do something like that. What what kind of what kind of lube do you prefer? I oh, mean, I man. know you like the the butt sex a little bit. I uh, I just feel a little weird about it, you know. Do I start off with Asians? Do I go straight to Caucasians? I mean, man, I think. I- I think uh, what I'll do is after this, I'll just text you, man, and, and, and that way we won't, we won't give everybody a secret. How about that? Oh, hey, I hear you, man. I hear you. That's fine. I mean, I don't want to put you out there like that, but it, I just had to ask, man. I'm just feeling a little weird about it, you know? No, I got it, man, but like, you're starting to make me blush a little bit, so I, I'll text you all the details. <laughs> it's, it, okay, man. I appreciate it. All right. Love you, buddy. Well, one one time for Patrick. That was excellent. Thank you so much for listening to Everyday Folks Radio and for calling in for Rob. Thank you so much. I'm going to send you my, I'm hey. send you my contact list, brother. That way you can just start screening your calls because I'm telling you, you you've opened up the floodgates. All right, now, I, I recorded your voice. I'm going to use that for later when you tell me what lube I need. All right, man. All right, now. Have a good one. Bye, fellas. Oh, Rob. <laughs> well, that, that escalated quickly. That escalated very quickly. Um, uh, I don't even know how to respond right now. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Like, trust me. It's just, you got to just, just move on. I'm going to move on because Patrick gets a, a, a 10, a 10 out of 10. So here's the question. Diana from Miami, Florida. Um, Excuse me. Dana from Miami, Florida. Dana asked Rob, I'm a single parent and work hard to maintain a healthy relationship with my ex. Even though he has moved on to another relationship, I still respect him and want my son to respect him. But I don't have the greatest relationship with his current wife. Any suggestions on how to improve my relationship with his wife? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, honestly, just talking, because, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the... Well, fortunately for me, I've, I've been, you know, me and my son's mother have a great relationship now, and and uh, and she's married, and you know he uh, he treats my son great, and my son you know loves him, and and you know we don't really talk, but you know on Father's Day I hit him up or whatever the case may be, just to acknowledge like yo thank you. So I think it just takes the uh, you know just 
maybe talk to your ex and let them know, like, hey, maybe she doesn't like you because maybe, you know, the new, the current situation might think that there's still something going on, but there really isn't. So maybe maybe a sit down between all three of the uh, parties involved and then just get down to the bottom of it and see, you know, where, where you guys can go from there. Because at the end of the day, man, like that, that has been so crucial. And, and my co-parenting is, you know, an awesome relationship with my son's mom because that, that alleviates a lot of stress and frustration that, that my son doesn't have to see. Hello? Hello? 